Welcome to HII Talking Points, a Huntington Ingalls Industries podcast. Twice a quarter, we'll sit down with HII leaders to discuss topics of interest in our company and industry. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of HII Talking Points. I'm your host, Phoebe Richards, and today I'm talking with Dwayne Fotheringham, President of Technical Solutions Unmanned Systems Business Group. Dwayne, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity to be here and talk about unmanned. So in the past year, HII has expanded its footprint in the unmanned maritime market, including the acquisitions of Hydroid and the autonomy business of spatial integrated systems, the equity investment in sea machines, and the development of the Unmanned Systems Center of Excellence. Today, I'd like to get your thoughts on these developments and how you see the unmanned space influencing HII's future. So to start, you personally have many years of experience in unmanned. Can you talk a little bit about your background? Sure. Um, I started my career in the, in the Navy as a submarine officer. When I left the Navy, I went to work for Kongsberg, a, uh, a Norwegian company here in the U.S., and I spent about uh, 10 years working for Kongsberg um, out in Seattle in various positions in engineering, sales, uh, project and program management. Um, but the common uh, thread in all of those positions, I was working on undersea sensors and, and marine robotics. In 2008, uh, Kongsberg acquired Hydroid, and I moved out here to, uh, to Massachusetts to join Hydroid as the VP of Engineering and Operations. Um, at that time, we were a small company, about 45 people. Uh, and at Hydroid, we designed and built the, uh, the um, Remus line of AUVs and the Sea Glider AUVs uh, for commercial, scientific, and, and military customers. Um, our largest customer has always been the, uh, the U.S. Navy, but we also um, um, had and still have a large international presence in um, 30 countries around the world, and we've delivered um, around 600 vehicles uh, into those markets. Um, in, in 2014, I became the president of Hydroid um, when the founder of Hydroid retired. Um, in, the, in the 10 years with Kongsberg, we, you know, we really saw the AUV uh, market develop and uh, we, we grew significantly. As I mentioned, you know, we, we delivered uh, around 600 uh, vehicles um, and we grew to about 230 employees. And then uh, about a year ago, um, I became a part of um, HII through the acquisition of, of Hydroid and, uh, and now the president of uh, Unmanned Systems for Technical Solutions. So you mentioned the Hydroid acquisition was about a year ago now. How has that transition been? It, it's been great. Uh, transitions and integrations are, are always challenging and we closed the Hydroid acquisition just a few days before everything shut down and went virtual due to COVID. So that certainly wasn't on our, uh, on our roadmap, but everyone at uh, Hydroid and HII rose the occasion and, and we've worked very hard to, uh, to make it successful. Uh, it's a really amazing sometimes, you know, what people can accomplish when they're, when they're challenged. And so, you know, during that time, we've successfully integrated the Hydroid and HII unmanned maritime systems businesses together into one really amazing team. Um, we've entered the USV space through the equity investment of, of sea machines, and I think that you mentioned that a few minutes ago. Uh, we finalized the contract to build the first five Orca XLUUVs with Boeing, uh, broke ground and opened phase one of the um, unmanned uh, center of excellence, 
And then we ended the year with the acquisition of the SIS autonomy business. So it's been a really busy 11 months. Um, but being part of HII has brought a level of growth investment in the future of unmanned and resources that just would not have been possible is just hydroid. So it's, uh, it's tremendous to see the, the business and the market um, growing and all of the things that we can do with HII. Right, a, a tremendous amount of growth in, in less than a year. And that it, it aligns nicely because technical solutions has been called the growth engine of HII. Um, and you, you mentioned this, but how do the acquisitions of hydroid and the spatial integrated systems autonomy business play into that, that concept of growth? Uh, so the acquisition of Hydroid um, positioned HII to be a leader in the unmanned underwater vehicles, so the UUVs. Um, and you know, through that we offer the full range of UUVs, everything from the, uh, the small class to the extra large um, class. So a full spectrum of solutions in the, uh, in the unmanned underwater vehicles. The acquisition of the uh, SIS autonomy business, um, it expands our competencies into the unmanned surface vessel autonomy. Um, it also brings multi-vehicle collaborative autonomy, sensor fusion, perception capabilities, um, and applications not just for maritime systems, but they also have positions in unmanned ground vehicles and unmanned aerial vehicles. So really opens up the, uh, the aperture on unmanned systems. The SIS solutions, you know, the, similar to, uh, to the hydrate solutions we've talked about, have, have a lot of um, success in operational experience um, and integration to around 23 different vessel types. And I think also importantly, um, as we build these autonomy solutions, um, we can apply that autonomy to more than just unmanned platforms. Um, autonomy also has a capability to automate some functions on traditional vessels uh, to de decrease manning requirements. So there's a lot of possibilities that bringing all of this technology to bear um, represents for us in unmanned systems and to HII. Um, and I think also very significantly, you know, adding unmanned systems to HII diversifies our portfolio and it allows us better to serve um, our customers' needs in the future. So you mentioned that the Navy is one of the unmanned systems primary customers, but it, it sounds much wider than that. Can you talk about who, the other customers that you work with? Yeah, so we work uh, across a, a wide spectrum of, of customers and a worldwide customer base. Uh, so, you know, primarily three areas, uh, military, so not just the U.S. Navy, but, uh, you know, foreign militaries also primarily in Europe, but our, uh, our largest market is actually in, in Japan outside the U.S., um, we also uh, work with a lot of scientific and academic customers for doing uh, oceanographic research, for gathering data, for mapping the bottom, assessing biomass, um, and a whole array of, uh, of, of different uses for gathering data uh, persistently, you know, beneath the surface of the water that wouldn't be possible with manned platforms. And then finally, we also have a commercial customer base. Um, the oil and gas industry is a, is a large user of our technology. Um, as well as other companies uh, that want to um, survey the, uh, the seafloor or gather other uh, underwater data. We mentioned earlier the new Unmanned Systems Center of Excellence. Can you talk a little bit about the facility and what it means for technical solutions in HII? Yeah, sure. Um, so the Unmanned Systems Center of Excellence in Hampton, Virginia, uh, provides systems prototyping, production, and test capabilities across all of our unmanned portfolio. Um, it complements our current operations here in, in Massachusetts. Uh, we also have manufacturing operations in uh, Washington State, 
in Florida. And so it's very complementary to the work that we're doing there. Um, when it's complete, it'll be a high-tech reconfigurable manufacturing facility uh, located on a 20-acre campus. Uh, we just completed the first 22,000 square foot building at the end of 2020. Um, the, the main 135,000 square foot facility is under construction and it'll be completed by the end of 2021. Uh, and together, those two facilities provide a host of capabilities um, that include precision machining, uh, surface finishing, um, welding space, assembly, and test. Uh, right now, the first building is being used to assemble the hull structures for the Boeing uh, Orca Extra Large Unmanned Undersea Vehicle, or XLUUV, um, for the U.S. Navy. Uh, but we're also looking at how we expand those operations to include uh, other UUVs in our portfolio, as well as how we uh, use it to expand our competencies in the, uh, in the USV space for unmanned surface vessels. And so taking a broader look, why do you think it's important for HII to expand its footprint in the unmanned space now? Well, you know, we've talked uh, a, a couple times about our largest customer is the, uh, is the U.S. Navy. Uh, and it's clear that unmanned will play a significant role in the future force structure of the Navy. Regardless of which plan you look at or, you know, which administration, um, all of them, you know, show that the future Navy is envisioned to have a significant number of unmanned platforms. And that's also true for the other navies around the world that we're, that we're working with. So the acquisition of Hydroid and the SIS autonomy business um, place HII in a great position to be a key contributor to that unmanned future. Uh, in the near term, there are significant opportunities for growth in the UUV space um, with uh, current procurements across all classes of UUVs. Uh, there's a lot, also a lot of activity in the smaller USV space, as well as developing programs in large USVs. Uh, you know, for example, right now we're partnering with Ingalls uh, for the concept design on the large USV or LUSV. So with Hydroid and SIS together, um, you know, we're actively participating, executing, and winning business in all of these areas um, for HII. Very good. Uh, Dwayne, thank you for sharing your thoughts today, and thanks as always to our listeners for tuning in. Remember, you can go back and listen to older episodes of the podcast by visiting our page on the HII website or by subscribing to the podcast. So thank you. Thanks for listening to HII Talking Points. This podcast was produced by Huntington Ingalls Industries' Corporate Communications Team. We welcome your feedback and ideas for future podcasts at www.huntingtoningles.com slash podcast.